I was so in my own LinkedIn bubble for too long where I thought everyone knows what Patreon is and how it works. And then I start going to these LA industry things where, you know, I'm meeting other influencers and creators who've never Mm. heard of it. And this is how it always goes. I explain it and then they go, oh, it's like OnlyFans. And I'm like, well, (laughs) yes, but but no, but like you're you're kind of onto something, but like not really. All right, Fred, what are we doing this week? This week we are chatting with Dylan Harari, who is a partner manager at Patreon. Now, Patreon is one of the more popular membership platforms, and in this episode, we're going to chat about some of the most successful methods creators are using to connect with their viewers, build new income streams, and very importantly, own their audiences. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we have Dylan Harari. Thank you so much for having me. How exciting this is. All right. Good to have you. We've been talking for a while about it, but it's good to finally have you here. It is. Yeah. Uh, I think we first met VidCon 2018, I believe. Yeah, it was 2018 or 2019. Yeah, it was It was a while ago. Yeah. That's right. Pre-pandemic so, VidCons. Pre-pandemic. Era. Different world. Yeah, world. truly. Cool. Well, Dylan, I think we've you know done a bit of a brief intro, but uh, tell us about you. Who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Yeah, so uh, I've been working in the creator economy for uh, the better part of, I want to say, six years now. Um, my focus used to be all around helping B2C brands uh, connect with creators, their audiences, do very uh, authentic brand reads that could really excite a fan base Um I was very lucky to start early, uh, part of a wonderful startup, Seismic Co., uh, influencer marketing boutique agency. Uh, And then from there, I moved on to Jelly Smack, another fantastic company, and then have since moved on to Patreon. Uh, I'm giving, obviously, the hyper-abridged version here. Uh, (laughs) If we want to go into specifics, especially far out with the... uh, the work that we did together um, for quite a while with uh, an incredible, probably the funniest creator on YouTube, I'd go as far <laughs> to say. Uh, we can touch on that as well, but that is the... Yeah, well, we, yeah, yeah. We should, because like that's actually where we first met was through basically working with the internet historian, right? Oh. Yes. See, and it's so funny with anonymous creators, I'm like, how can I even refer to them yeah. anonymity wise? Like what's, what's the rules <laughs> and regulations there? But yeah, no, I, and you know, it's funny. I would say truly, as I look back on uh, all of the different creators I activated for uh, brand work, sponsorships, that is the one I really look back on with, uh, you know, in talk, talking about, you know, you want it to be successful for the audience, mm-hmm. the brand and the creator. I think that is truly the pinnacle of displaying complete success all the way around where, you know, generally what you'll see is like, of course, the creator will be lukewarm towards the sponsorship. The brand will love it, uh, especially if the conversions are there. And then the audience will, you know, maybe not feel too fond about it. But, you know, through our work together, uh, it was so creative, so funny, so unbelievably engaging that, you know, it's the only case where you'll see people took his sponsorships and re-uploaded them to YouTube because people just wanted to watch just the sponsorship, which think about how insane that is. Like, oh, I only want to watch the commercial. So uh, that was incredibly exciting to collaborate with your team on. 
Yeah, no, it's really great. It's actually still the most listened to episode of this podcast is the one we did with, with the historian. It's still <laughs> to this day, I get, get questions about it. And it was really funny. And actually, we have um, hopefully a new episode, uh, part two, coming up soon. Really? Well. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Hopefully, he mentions me. For my <laughs> ego, that will, that will go a long way. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So look, your interest in the creator economy, like where, where did that come from? Were you just like a child of the creator economy or was it something very specific that appealed to you? Yeah. So I, another funny story of how I wound up here. So from a very young age, I had my, my career mapped out, which was I'm going to be a CAA agent. I wasn't from LA. Yeah. I didn't have these connections, but I just was so obsessed with the industry side of Hollywood. So fast forward to being 18 years old and I hustled enough to get like three referrals for the internship program. I thought it was going to be set. Uh, I was like, all right, intern and then mailroom and there'll be a floater and then an assistant. And then, you know, I, I had my life mapped out and then I didn't even get an interview for the internship program. And it was so crushing uh, that Aww. then immediately after I was like, you know what? I may as well just do something that is a bit more fun. Love YouTube, love Twitch. So started very early with uh, doing creator partnerships, brand integrations with creators. Um, mm -hmm. And from there, I mean, you know, again, the, the way that I always think about it is if I could tell 15-year-old me what I do for work now, I would not sleep for a week. I'd be so oh. elated, <laughs> like not even being aware that. that you could turn this into a career of any sort. Oh. oh, nice. Actually, when you first said it, I thought, you said CIA so did agent, I. and I was like, "Oh, interesting." Big big difference between CIA. Yeah. Big difference. And CIA. Yeah. The, the big difference being different. CIA is harder to get into than the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Cool. So, look, now you're at, at, at Patreon. Like, what do you do there? What's your, what's your role? Yeah. So, I am managing uh, creators who are deemed mid market. Um, I don't know for sure if I can say the exact amount of revenue that means, but, you know, these are creators who uh, the amount of revenue they're bringing in from Patreon definitely qualifies it as. You know, if not their leading business revenue stream, at least uh, one of their top. I mean, and I know in many, many cases, this is, you know, really their income is coming from Patreon. So, you know, it's very exciting. Um, the the swath of creators that I'm overseeing is, you know, it's it's incredibly large because as you can imagine, mid-market, that how many creators qualify, it's thousands. Um, so it's incredibly exciting helping them not only grow, but also new strategies on how to engage their audience, how to have a better long-term strategy of, you know, how can I build out my Patreon community to be something bigger and something that is very reliable for years to come? Uh, how do mm -hmm. I develop like a 20,000 foot strategy of building this out to be something that is so much bigger than me, sort of an extension of my influence? So, it's really exciting, leads to incredibly stimulating conversations. And, you know, as I'm sure you're both familiar with your work, there is nothing more gratifying than being able to impart some wisdom or advice or help collaborate on strategies with a creator that you then see this absolutely transform their business yes. and help really yes. scale and stimulate uh, their overall influence and, you know, really what they're building as an entrepreneur. Obviously, there's so much we want to unpack there, but like before we go on, just so 
the people in the audience who aren't familiar with exactly how Patreon works, can we just sort of cover that? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's totally. Me. And I'll say it's really funny because, okay, well, fantastic, Phoebe. So, uh, Phoebe, I'm going to pitch to you. This is Wait, how this- I was so in my own LinkedIn bubble for too long where I thought everyone knows what Patreon is and how it works. And then I start going to these LA industry things where, you know, I'm meeting other influencers and creators who've never mm. heard of it. And yeah. this is how it always goes. I explain it and then they go, oh, it's like OnlyFans. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yes, but, but no, but like you're, you're kind of on to something, but like not really. So that's the connection that often gets made. But no, really, it's, you know, imagine you are a creator of any sort. So not only a YouTuber, a, a TikToker, a Twitch streamer, you know, you could be somebody who is a, a, a musician who is huge in the 90s. You could be... Uh, a creator who makes products, who's developed a sort of unique following and people follow your work on Instagram, basically through Patreon, you can have different tiers, different prices that people can pay per month or they can pay annually in a lot of cases, uh, and they can get access to certain benefits uh, and really also just Mm -hmm. access to your community at large. So it's a really exciting model of, you know, there's your super fans of any creator, call it like five to 10% of any fan base would qualify as a super fan. And those are going to be the people who will be compelled to say, hey, wow, for this extra benefit that this creator has listed, if you're a podcaster, maybe it's hey, an extra episode every week where I do a Q&A. If you're a YouTuber, maybe it's, hey, I'm going to do this fun and exciting different video, but it's only going to be for you guys. And then the super fans will be happy to pay a little bit more to be a part of this private community and also get this benefit in return. So it's a really exciting membership platform is how I think about it. Okay, and it houses like different different kinds of. Maybe what do you think? Well, I'm curious to know, like, so it houses all different formats of content. By the sound of it, you can have videos and like straight audio, and I don't know all kinds of things. Is that right? Yeah, I mean that's what's really exciting is you know we on Patreon's backend, we're not saying to a creator like, hey, listen, if you're going to be charging ten dollars a month, you better choose from these options of what the benefit is going to be. The creator has the opportunity. It's, it's you know, totally self-service model where they can go in, build out their benefits, build out their tiers, and structure it in a way that they know is going to fit for their audience. So they know their fans and they know, hey, listen, my fans, I have a unique relationship with them where I understand that for $10 a month, they would be happy to uh, pay in exchange for getting access to a private Discord, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. They will get maybe early access to uh, this video that I put out on a weekly basis. They'll be the first people to receive it. And maybe I'll also do a live stream for these people as well. So they have all the tools through Patreon to build a membership platform that they know is going to resonate with their audience. Hey, just a quick interruption. Have you joined the Creator Generation Discord community yet? If not, why not? What's your favorite color? Oh, dad joke. But look, come hang out with us on the Creator Generation Discord community. We're here to help you connect to other creators and to help each other grow and succeed and thrive and all that amazing stuff. So hit the link. I look forward to seeing you there. 
at the end of the day, I mean, it is a way that creators can diversify their revenue. Speaking of that, like, why, you know, why should creators look at diversifying their revenue and use and use platforms like Patreon? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a super good question. And, you know, I think a lot of creators, I don't want to say a lot, but I, I've definitely encountered this, and I'm sure you two have as well, where some creators might be making so much from AdSense right now, might be making so much from merch right now that for them, they're going like, hey, don't fix what ain't broken. This is fantastic. I have no reason to change course or anything. But again, it's all in playing the long game. And, you know, a creator's influence is going to go through significant peaks and valleys. And that's where I think an opportunity like Patreon exists, where hey, guess what? Merch has sort of dried up a little bit. Or, mm-hmm. hey, the AdSense I was once making, platform changed. YouTube is no longer for my content giving me the CPMs I once was. Well, guess what? If I spend time, if I invest resources towards building out a community on Patreon, where I say to my super fans, hey, for $10 a month, like, let's take an example of, imagine you're a creator. Let's say you're a comedy podcaster is what I'll take for an example. Um, you know, right now, merch is working out really well for you. Maybe you have a video version of your podcast. You upload to YouTube and uh, CPMs are high and the AdSense is great. Well, you also have an opportunity that just should not be neglected to build out a private community specifically for your fans. And that can be done through Patreon saying, hey guys, for you know a random number here for this hypothetical creator, let's call it $8 a month. Um, but then there may be our higher tiers that go to like uh, $15. Maybe there's an even higher tier that goes to $25. And there's an array of benefits that you get depending on what you're paying per month. And then you also just get access to a larger community. And, you know, that's where I think it's so important for creators is diversifying their influence across platforms, but also knowing, hey, if I develop a really unique community that's already paying and already loves these benefits, then that's what's going to cause them to stay even longer. Where it's, you know, somebody once said, it's like, don't build an empire on rented land. You know, where you want to diversify things and the stability you will have with something like a Patreon is really unique where guess what? You don't have to worry about YouTube having some new scandal that causes them to strike AdSense across the board. You don't have to worry about for some reason merch isn't as exciting as it was or imagine you were touring as a podcast comedian. You're doing tours and then COVID hits and then suddenly you had to put that on hold. By developing and fostering a a really engaged community through Patreon, you'll have a reliable source of income. And all while doing this, you're developing a community that is just becoming more and more involved with you by the nature of Mm. paying money to receive something unique in return and being connected Mm. to other fans who love said creator that much. Yeah. And look, that's what I sort of want to get into in a bit more detail. I mean, obviously, this idea of diversifying revenue is super important, but it's this concept of um, audience ownership or connecting with the audience more directly that's becoming more and more important. I mean, mm-hmm. platforms like YouTube and TikTok, um, you know, they're great. You, they give you this stage to broadcast to the world, um, too. And that's wonderful. But at the same time, it does limit your engagement with your fans right there are ways that's controlled and if the platform went away or something changed you may not have that connection anymore so 
platforms like Patreon will help maintain that connection with the fans. They help you effectively own your audience. And I want to chat a bit more about this, but can we let's start by talking about audience ownership generally? Let's, what is audience ownership to a creator? That is a great question. I mean, I, I would say audience ownership is developing a relationship with your audience that is a lot more than passive viewership or passive listenership. So it's really connecting with them uniquely. And, you know, it's not only Patreon, but there's other platforms like Discord where there exists that opportunity where, you know, owning your audience I think means connecting with them deeper and showing that you value them and making them feel like they're a part of something bigger. And I think that's really important as well, where, you know, they'll come for the content and they'll stay for the community. And owning your audience really means that it's the fan doesn't look to you as, oh, I like what this person says or, oh, this person is really funny and I enjoy their content. But it's more, wow, I feel like I have a uniquely personal relationship here. We're beyond like, okay, there's some esoteric memes and jokes we have. It's so much more than that, but more like, oh, this is a unique community of like-minded individuals that this creator has fostered. So that's why in owning it, uh, owning an audience for a creator, how they need to think about it, I think is fully in engaging with their fans really intelligently. And, you know, there's so many creators that do this well that are huge, but you know, it's funny, like I'm sure you two have seen this as well, but there's a lot of massive creators who I think do a very poor job of engaging their community properly and owning their audience where maybe it's very infrequent uploads. Maybe it's, Hey, they're experimenting with their content too much without a dialogue with their audience about what they're doing. And then suddenly they sort of lose the trust in the sense of community that exists with the fan base. So I think when it comes to owning an audience, it's all an engagement and really fostering a community. Hmm. So I have a question. (laughs) I am a creator. I I run my channel full time with my husband. How would we as creators know it was time to get into Patreon? Because, I mean, it it sounds like there is going to be extra work involved. If we were to start tomorrow, we have to create this additional content. So how do we know we're going to be able to get enough people coming across and we're going to be putting that work in and it's going to pay off for us? It's going to be financially viable. Totally. And that's, you know, it's funny because this comes up in conversations I have with creators all the time where (laughs) the the example that I use, uh, this will be unfortunate if any creator I've ever uh, consulted (laughs) with or anything hears this because it's the example I use time and time again, where it's like, listen, if you offered a once in a lifetime carnival experience for your fans, it's in person, it's part of a $10 a month tier of course, the participation would be very high from your fans, but that would be a very high lift activity, right? Mm-hmm. And it's finding that balance of like, what is low lift or not low lift, but you can also just call it like, you know, something that is feasible for you to do. And, and it makes sense. And it's ROI positive in terms of like, you know, just the opportunity cost of you taking time out of your week to provide this benefit that's also going to yield a really significant result from your audience where they're going to be so excited and it's going to, you know, it's going to make them want to come out in large numbers to support you. Take, for example, if you're a podcaster, you do a bonus podcast. It's generally not incredibly high lift, 
but the high yield, the high excitement that that delivers from your audience is significant. So it's finding that correct equation of low lift to really high return. So, you know, let me ask, and this also just shows uh, that maybe I didn't properly do my research here, but (laughs) what sort of content do you make? Um, What is the relationship you have with your audience? I guess, give me a little bit of an overview of what you do, and then I can you know, kind of explain how Patreon could make sense. Oh, brilliant. This is perfect. Um, I'm really using and abusing you here. <laughs> um, so our channel is called Little Grey Box. This is a sales call, Soli. This is a sales <laughs> call that is recorded awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so into it. Um, so it's called Little Grey Box. We create travel-based content. Um, our content isn't so much vlog style. It's more informational and inspirational. We really want people to watch a video and come away from it going, okay, if I go to Tokyo and I've got one day, this is where to see, do, eat, and where to stay. Um, our relationship with our audience, we have about 65,000 subscribers and it feels like we know them all. We're very connected. Um, we love them. <laughs> we know them by name. Yeah, we're, we're really well supported. Wow. Okay. So, so I, I would say this, think about the fans you have. You said you're very connected with all of them, but it's always yeah. a spectrum. So imagine the hyper engaged fans you have, the ones who you mm-hmm. can tell, like they're, they're DMing you frequently. They're commenting on yeah. every post. Have you noticed of the fans that are the most engaged, has there been a common request or something that they've wanted to see or experience something that is a bit more personal that maybe hasn't made sense for your publicly available content? Yeah, I suppose so. I think sometimes they ask, like they want to see a bit more of us. But like I said, we don't really do vlog style stuff. So we try to put our stuff into it. Yeah, exactly. And for example, vlog style stuff, that's exactly what I would recommend where you could maybe look at your audience as a whole and the opportunity to grow as, listen, uh, the vlog style stuff is not going to be a fit. And it maybe it's something you also go, I don't know if I'm hyper comfortable with putting that out to all fans. But what you easily could do is imagine building out a Patreon page where, hey, for $8 a month, that is a number I've now continuously used, but trust me, it's a totally random number. Um, you know, there's an $8 tier and maybe there's a few others, but for the sake of brevity, uh, we'll go with just one tier example. Maybe saying like, hey, we'll do a once a week vlog or a once a week Q&A live stream. Because I also imagine there's so many of your fans who are asking the same questions over and over again. They want your insights on yeah. something unique. And then bam, they would get that delivered in some sort of live stream through Patreon. Um, So I really think that's where the opportunity exists. Interesting. That's, you know, there are so many different ways you can create that interaction, right? And I can see Phoebe's eyes light up when you're saying all these (laughs) cool things. But are there there some common models? I mean, people think, oh, you know, my fans are going to pay me per video or per month and there'll be different tiers. But what are some of the models people use on platforms like Patreon to create that engagement? Um. So generally, I, I mean, I, I go with the models that I've, I've sort of explained thus far, but you know, that being, Hey, these are little forms of bonus content where, you know, or, or how about this? Sometimes there will be one tier that's a little bit cheaper saying like, Hey, if you just want to support me, cause there's a lot of fans out there who, you know, surprisingly they go like, Hey, listen, I almost don't want anything in return, but for the <laughs> price of a cup of coffee a month. I'm happy to just send you some money to help support the larger vision, the larger endeavor. 
right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, outside of that, then I think as each tier gets more and more expensive, there's more exciting benefits. Where you know, d- to explain the spectrum and help sort of conceptualize it, you know, you'll sometimes see insane examples of creators who have like a five thousand dollar a month tier where and you know they'll say something crazy like i will personally fly out to your house and we (laughs) will go on an adventure together you know something that's so extravagant that meets a five thousand dollars a month criteria but you know take that idea and then scale it back where hey for twenty dollars a month that is of course a significant amount of money to a fan contributing you know, something in return that feels very significant. Like I've seen creators do really clever things where it's like, you know, there's one creator who does uh, content that is very, uh, I want to call it sort of life advice, uh, you know, kind of coaching, kind of how to reach your goals. And it's like, hey, $20 a month, private little community of all of you. And we're going to help support each other. And we're going to help catalyze one another's growth and meet our goals. So, you know, as every single tier gets a little bit pricier, there's proportional benefits that make it worthwhile. Um, It's hard to say just one model beyond that, because it totally depends not only on the genre and, you know, the platform that the creator is primarily on, but, you know, also their unique relationship with their fans. But, That's where it's great. Creators are entrepreneurs and they're very crafty and they understand what their audience wants. So with a creator, maybe some close advisors and especially our team, someone like ourselves, who myself, who can help, uh, you know, collaborate and think about exciting ideas, find what those tiers would be and, Mm -hmm. you know, how it could be uh, really positively received by the fan base at large. Yeah. And speaking of that, Phoebe, what, what would you do? What would you offer to your to your fans? You reckon that they'd they'd really love that you're not doing now? Oh, do you know what, Dylan? When you asked that question, you said, "What do your fans actually ask you for?" As you started to talk more and more, I there is one that really stands out. People want me to help them plan their trip. And they want me to like, okay, I saw the videos, but I'm going to Tokyo and I really want you to help me. This is my itinerary. Is this good? Is this bad? And people always DM me. I get five, 10 DMs about it a day. I get emails about it. And I always say no, because I'm not a travel agent. And also it's a lot of my time then to sit there and help you unpaid. So it doesn't make sense. And I feel rude when they say no and I want to help them. But maybe there's some way to do that through Patreon, it might sound like. <laughs> I, I very much would say so. I am biased, but I would say that that, uh, that absolutely could be completed uh, through Patreon. I mean, yeah. imagine this. Imagine there's a tier. I think this, and this goes to what we're talking about, of like, what is the return to how high lift is this going to be for you? Because again, this is the outlandish example I love to illustrate, but like, say in this case, uh, if you said, hey, I'm going to fly out uh, with you guys and we're going to do it all together and I'm going to be there personally with you on your trip, like that would not be worth $20 a month. That would be significantly more. So, you know, I, I think thinking about it as something like, hey, imagine for a uh, call it, I don't know, $15, $20 a month tier. Um, I every how about twice a week? This is totally random because we haven't done enough of a deep dive here, Phoebe, but imagine twice a week, I am going to provide you with uh, a personal, uh, you know, a guide of the must-see places, restaurants, uh, destinations, what have you, of this specific location. Um, Mm -hmm. What my audience will do that's a part of this tier, you can run a poll on Patreon. And hey, you're going to vote 
of which location I should do this for next. And so they can vote and then it can be completely, you know, uh, based on what the audience wants to see. And then twice a month, they will get different itineraries for these locations that the audience themselves voted on. Oh, it would be really exciting to sort of envision what it would look like there. So that's one idea. I don't know how much that would make sense, but I think for creators at large, it just shows through a platform like Patreon or, you know, really any way in which you're building out a larger community, there just exists so many opportunities to really creatively think about, man, what excites my audience and really what excites my biggest fans and what would get them to want to mm. contribute a bit more and stay for a long time as a part of this, you know, community built out from my influence. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Let me ask you, it's, it's actually a good point because whenever creators um, that we talk to are thinking about these, you know, gated communities or diversifying um, their revenue through platforms like Patreon, they get really inspired by what they can offer the, the, mm. the viewers as, as extra stuff. Often, you know, um, and you probably see this in, in other crowdfunding models too, is they promise sometimes a little bit too much. Yeah. Like they're a little bit too ambitious, right, in, in what they want to offer. And they don't really think about the, the reward to effort ratio, do they? Totally. And listen, I, I would say that... This, of course, exists, and this can happen on Patreon, but I think it can also happen on Discord. I think it can happen on YouTube or, you know, the philosophy all creators should follow is under-promise and over-deliver. And even beyond creators, like uh, anyone. I had that conversation with my boss not too long ago where I was like, hey, these are my goals uh, for growing creators. And then afterwards, I was like, let me scale that back a bit because it's better to under-promise and over-deliver always. So, you know, creators do run into this a lot. And that's why I think especially, you know, similar uh, philosophy that should be taken with promising something on YouTube or Twitch, whenever you're going to say, hey, this is what I am going to deliver. Like imagine with Patreon, they launch, it's probably better to walk before you run. You know, start slow with your benefits. Say, I'm going to provide this. And as the community builds out larger and larger, and as more and more revenue comes from it, and you really start to get a sense of what this is, what this can become if I continue to invest time in it, then slowly scale proportionally what the benefits are going to be. So, you know, I I think it's a common problem that content creators run into, but you know, it's all in uh, not biting off more than you can chew. Uh, so it's taking it slow, walk before you run, and then watch mm. the response come in and then build from there. Yeah, wow. Mm. And it's amazing what the audience do find valuable. I know we work with a creator and they were offering quite a bit in their first run on Patreon and they realized after a while it was just a bit too hard to sustain that. Mm-hmm. And they asked the audience, well, can I scale it back a bit and just offer this and this instead? And you know what? They were fine with it. They were just happy to, to be connected. Yeah, and you know, I, it's funny because I've definitely seen this before as well. And I, I think that's a really important point to something like Patreon where absolutely there is a large component of, hey, I am paying this money because I want this benefit in return. I am paying $5 a month because I want this extra bonus episode. This is a business transaction. This isn't me, uh, you know, it's, it's like if I paid for merch, I want that merchandise in return. 
Where it is interesting with Patreon is I, I do believe almost implicitly there's this ethos of I'm also doing this, yes, because I want this perk, but also because I love your content and it's so exciting and it makes me feel good to pay money to be a part of this larger community. So I think there's no platform where you're going to get a better sense of understanding from fans and creators when they have to say like, hey, listen, um, something is going on in my life right now. I'm not going to be able to deliver what my standard schedule is. These are super fans. These are people who love said creator so much that they're spending money every single month for supporting this creator and receiving certain benefits in return. So these are people who are already predisposed to be very understanding of the creator that they love so much. Mm. And it's funny because you can get some really like some good deals. I mean, you know, I remember the first time I got involved with a, a crowdfunding project. Um, it was to you, the 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 benefit was you got to be uh, an, like an associate producer on this film. You got a yeah. you know set. You got access to the directors. And I was looking at the fee you had to pay. And I'm like, this is probably worth it. <laughs> and it ended up being really really worthwhile. In fact, I'm I'm now forever associated that with that film for doing effectively very little. And it's actually you know open wow. doors to get into other places just by finding a, that really good um, that connection there. Yeah, you got your SAG card, your IMDb credit, yeah. all for Patreon. <laughs> That's, that's exciting. <laughs> it, it was great, but but that's the thing is like that. Sometimes you do get some. There are some really insanely good benefits from it. But what what have you seen something that's like wow? That is an insanely good benefit from a tier. Yeah, you know it's hard and it's funny because even before this, I, I was doing some digging of like what would be an insanely and this is ultimately what I'm going to come down to as the, there are some things I can think of that are really exciting and just really cool that creators do, but. At the end of the day, and I think this is just the beauty of the platform, is it it is so subjective where, you know, there are some pages I look at where, you know, I, you always, especially in this industry, you want to put yourself in the mind of the creator, but also the fan when you're trying to think about what new business opportunities could make sense, what new avenues, directions, uh, you know, would be the most fruitful um, but absolutely. Sometimes I run into pages where I'm like, wow, I, it's so interesting. And it just shows how, how large this universe of content creation and fandom is that I, I have a hard time envisioning what the value is here, but clearly looking at the community and the excitement, it's, you know, it's just so much more than my pea-sized brain could understand. <laughs> so that's ultimately what I, what I'd have to answer for that. And I know it's maybe an annoyingly political answer, but, you know, the excitement is so subjective to community to community because really a model yeah. like Patreon can apply to, again, a, a comedy podcaster, a uh, small, uh, I don't know, a blogger who's in the middle of a rural area talking about their, you know, small town experiences. Like mm -hmm. these are real pages that exist, just showing that everybody has influence and there's such unique things that going, are going to excite different people. So again, an annoyingly political answer, but I think that's ultimately <laughs> what I, what I have to come down to with that. Can Phoebe ask a question, Phoebe? No, my mind is working overtime thinking yeah, cool. of all of these things we can do. I'm like, Oh, there's so much footage that we don't use that we could like provide extended cuts of things, you know, like a whole, you know, whole thing that we, Matt had to cut for time. We could just take that whole thing at that restaurant and put that whole thing up there. Like I have a million ideas. I'm going to be on Patreon all day now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Again, we should talk after this. Um, this is a hilariously public sales call now, but yeah. um, definitely let's well, chat after. I mean, Patreon is one of the, the the bigger platforms out there, but you know, um, some of the platforms are trying to build in their own systems, like you know, membership within YouTube. Like, how does that compare? Really, how do those internal platforms compare to the external platforms? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it, it's. I think about like Twitch, there's Twitch subscriptions, there's YouTube mm. subscriptions. Um, there are other companies that are very similar to Patreon, not only OnlyFans, you know, there are, there's a large swath of companies that I think take a very similar model. Um, of course, there's differences in terms of platform fees and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I think that's just boring chatter that I'm not going to speak about too much. But, you know, I, I think what's lovely about Patreon is, you know, it's, there's a sense of familiarity and understanding, uh, especially its popularity within podcasts, within YouTubers, uh, you know, the amount of people who have a Patreon, have success through Patreon, have built communities through Patreon. So, you know, yes, this space is building out rapidly because I think, you know, especially when you look at where VC money has been going in the creator economy, Mm -hmm. like, Everyone is seeing that, like, wow, creators having their own unique little Netflixes is may easily be the future of content creation. Where, hey, I want to pay some money and get something uh, unique in return in terms of content mm-hmm. or digital experience. So I think only more platforms are going to try to get in on this. But I, I think it ultimately comes down to, like, how has the brand established itself within the creator economy? Where sometimes, you know, maybe a a new company will try to find its way to, uh, you know, a creator something, but maybe they've already sort of eroded trust from something that they've done in the past, right? But Mm. I think that's what's very exciting about Patreon, where, you know, there already is such a deep level of trust, loyalty, and understanding for what has been done, what's been accomplished for creators, And ultimately being very creator first, that I think that's the reason why so many creators, when they think about, hey, where do I want to build out an exclusive platform, exclusive offerings? They do opt for Patreon because, you know, when you've proven to be very creator first and other creators really trust you as the platform to host this exclusive content, you know, it just Mm. further drives that excitement across the community that just has those lovely Mm. downstream effects that... Uh, yeah, is exactly why so many people are still opting for this platform. Also, if you are the leader in the space, and what's what's the next big thing for you guys? What's the next innovation? What are you what are your plans for the future? Yeah, um, so this is exciting. But if you go to and by the way, I am in real time here googling to make sure I do not give an incorrect <laughs> link. That would be so embarrassing. But if you go to okay, here we go. Beautiful. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/next. You're going to see a lot of really exciting features that, you know, I can tell you guys both in my conversations with creators every single day, this is the most exciting part. It's when we end the conversation and I can tell them about what's coming up on the platform. And, you know, time and time again, they go like, okay, I already love Patreon. I was not thinking about leaving. This was not in my head, but now I am just even more excited. Like my excitement has just uh, tripled. Uh, So this is totally unexpected and now I'm just more thrilled. But, you know, I think what's going to be really exciting uh, is native video. Um, That's going to be a really cool feature. 
and I'm in real time skimming this again because I want to make sure. Yes, I can say that. Thank, because as you can imagine, <laughs> there are some things that I have to bite my tongue on here. But uh, native video is really exciting. Where you know, right now, if you want to upload a video, you have to go through a third-party integration uh, like Vimeo or like a YouTube unlisted link. But again, building out mm. Patreon as hey, my own unique platform. This is yeah. my platform for my audience. It's important for there to be just one button that you click, just like YouTube, you press upload, and then there's a video that's natively on the platform. So, you know, there's a lot of features that get a little bit more nitty gritty, especially with like billing and other things that, you know, active creators have requested that are now going to be delivered in uh, 2022. But what definitely just gets me the most excited and happy is things like native video because it just speaks to the idea of like, oh my God, this is so great. Patreon isn't this, you know, thing that I use, but have to get all these different outside links and platforms and get it integrated mm-hmm. in more. Oh, wow. Patreon is my platform where I am hosting things. So if I had to mm. say one that has me the most excited, yes, it is. It's native video. Well, that could be a bit of a game changer, right? You create a whole new line of programming just for Patreon that's native to the platform. And, you know, people could go get a more in-depth experience. Phoebe, you could put up all your in-depth videos yeah. and tutorials. It'll all be there, all exactly. natively hosted. and. Yeah. You can indulge and enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think exactly. Um, After you're on the platform, which you're now going to do, I'm sure yeah. from this call. Yeah. Well, one thing that really <laughs> excites me is that Very nice. Yeah. No, I will. I will. I'm really into it. I think I I like the excitement, <laughs> like the idea of freedom because often on my channel it's all public everyone can see it i feel like i have to be a little more curated and edited especially for brands because i want brands to see what we're doing and want to pay us money to do more of it but on patreon people are already paying for it so i can really let my guard down a little bit more <laughs> and do more of what i really and, want you know, to do i'll say that's what's interesting <laughs> completely and you know i think you honed in on something really interesting where even when i was uh doing brand partnership work uh, with creators, you know, my, my coworker and I, we always had this conversation as anybody, I think on the industry side here thinks we go like, imagine if I was a creator, like, what would I be? Like, what if I was, you know, not like an industry kind of creator, but far more like, what if I was just a commentary YouTuber or what have you? And, you know, we'd always think about it. It's like, how would we integrate a brand? And what we always kind of came down to as a conclusion is like, you know, I think for us, maybe it would make more sense to, instead of doing sponsorships, focus all of that energy and all of that attention just into Patreon. Now that's not a model I'm saying that you should do. This is solely just something that we would always think about. And, you know, I I think even being at the company, I can see the value where, you know, if you do a sponsorship, um, there obviously is an upside there. You get paid. Um, but often it's not doing much in the long term to help strengthen your community where that's where I think something like Patreon is so exciting where, you know, you're taking time, you're almost doing an ad read, but what is being delivered there is yes, you'll get money from creators signing up and becoming a part of your unique community, but also they're just going to become more devout to you because they'll get unique content. They'll be involved with other people who love you just as much as they do. So I'm, I'm obviously biased here, but I really do think in the long term, like 
prioritizing that energy that would go towards brand deals instead to Patreon has a lot of upside, um, especially in terms of just further cultivating your community long term. Very interesting indeed. Yeah. Hey, Dylan, you know what? We unfortunately have run out of time. We're just being really interesting conversation though (laughs) thank you guys yeah this has been uh this has been a blast awesome it's so good to chat to you and i'm really keen to see how some of those development goes especially with that that native video um element um obviously depending on when people hear this it might be completely active and they're enjoying every minute of it but i think it's going to be a a bit of a game changer uh i would hope so um but yeah again thank you guys both this was super fun to chat um I could talk about the creator economy anytime. So this is exciting. (laughs) Wonderful, mate. Thanks so much. And hopefully chat to you again soon. Absolutely, man. Have a good one. Thanks, Dylan. Bye.